Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Hello, and welcome to Shark Buggy, an old Lincolnshire adjective for absolutely anything in a loose, disorderly manner, which sums us up rather nicely. We're on episode number 43, which also happens to be the same number of beans alleged to be in each cup of Nescafe. Pairs of nerves joining the central nervous system with the rest of the body, and apparently the age at which life starts to deteriorate. Basically means that if life begins at 40 and it starts to deteriorate at 43, you've got three years in which to cram lots of activity, haven't you? (laughs) What were you like at 43? Not, well, sorry, I'm assuming you've passed 43, that's... <laughs> Happy Christmas, H. <laughs> had we not, we'd not met each other, had we then, by then, 43? Oh, no, I was still at the Beeb, and... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't think I was a lot different to what I am now. So, probably a bit slimmer, but that's, uh, that's about it, and less grey. What about you? I would have been working for the council at at 43. It, it was interesting that I think at, at 40, that's when I started working for the council. So it was a bit life changing in that respect, complete change of, of career. So I, I didn't notice any, you know, kind of major deterioration. Deterioration. Perhaps others did, but didn't like to mention it. Now then, did we find out about Graham Middleton? Oh, do you know, thank you for asking about that. Well, the PR company that had set this particular class up actually sent me uh, some of the background information that they presented to the client. And uh, I I was horrified. I don't know why I, t- I took it to heart. But they'd got this picture of me alongside the words C-list celebrity. And it just like... Oh, <laughs> I know I've been called a C-lister before, but that, oh, that just made me feel quite sad, actually, looking at that. And then when the bloke came to actually introduce the evening, you know, the event, I don't think he'd ever heard of the Great British Bake Off. He was, he was really struggling for words about where I was from. So I thought, I don't think this is an appropriate time to to mention the fact that you might have booked me instead of Graham. (laughs) The only thing that occurred to me afterwards was I wondered whether it was a biscuit reference because you can get Graham crackers, can't you? Mm. So that's probably who they thought they were getting, uh, Graham crackers. And I lived up to all expectations. (laughs) Interesting you say that, Howard, because we have had a message from Michelle who said, I've been thinking, could the Graham reference been for Graham crackers instead of the wrong name for Howard? It's a popular American biscuit, so maybe they meant to play on words in that direction. Just a thought, she said. So, uh, might have been. Yeah. So, thank you very much indeed for Michelle. In fact, to everybody that's uh, got in touch this, this week, it's lovely to hear from you. A few more mentions to come. Uh, so, uh, oh, bless you. So, did you have a good time? I enjoyed doing the Bourbon biscuits one. I thought that was uh, that was great. And actually, that was... It was slightly weird in the sense that once you're doing the event, you forget what time it is. So you're just on like autopilot, mm. aren't you? Just launch and you do it. And I went into the living room to sort of see Peter and say, you know, do you want a cup of tea now? And of course you think, 
he's already gone to bed. It's like two o'clock in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> and no more of those. Is that it now? Till no, that's year? it uh, until after uh, until after Christmas. So oh. yeah, okay. I can concentrate on major things like deciding what colour baubles to put on the tree. Yeah. Oh, but since we've decorated the living room, I need to try and pick up the colours of the wallpaper a little bit. Mm. We've got hundreds of baubles, but I just couldn't get them to kind of look right. Mm. And it's not as if they're even on the same wall as the wallpaper. The tree's in the corner. And honestly, I got to the point yesterday where I was almost ready for taking it down again. I thought, I just can't get these baubles right. And then you think, not really that important, is it? What? But there's only my mum coming round. <laughs> so... <laughs> Do you know, why is nothing simple in your home? Don't know. This week has been really, really weird with complicated things happening. So my sister ordered Peter a rather nice gift hamper from Harvey Nittles. She said would come the other day. And then she sent me a text saying she was quite annoyed about the fact that two of the items were being dispatched separately. So anyway, the, the guy turns up with the parcel and a separate padded packet, rather nice, black, you know, picking up on the kind of Harvey Nittles colour colour theme, yeah. colour scheme. So open day, and it's a packet of crisps, which have obviously got completely squashed in this padded packet. So they were basically crumbs. In, I think, why would you send a packet of crisps separately and put it in a padded packet? So I thought, oh dear, I'm just going to have to eat these. <laughs> so <laughs> then a bit later on, there's a, a guy turns up quite frustrated because we're having trouble with our door entry system. We can hear people outside, mm. but we can't let them in. So that he's buzzing away downstairs, and he's, he's quite grumpy. This this man, he says, "You you snooze, you lose." <laughs> I thought, cheek, cheeky so and so. Anyway, he hands me this parcel. It's another padded packet with another packet of crisps in it. <laughs> <laughs> How bizarre! It's just not the most appropriate way of sending crisps. Uh, now I found something so beautiful. I had to share it with you. This is a child's Christmas cookbook by Betty Chancellor. And it's oh, absolutely right. stunning with illustrations from Thomas Nast and St. Nicholas books. And it's Harvey House, New York, New York. So I've had a look at it. It looks around 1964. There's one here that says pancakes for Papa. Stack them on a warm plate served with crisp bacon or grilled sausages. But then it says try something different in bold capital letters. Roll a sausage in each pancake. Serve with syrup, apple sauce, apple butter or orange marmalade. Fried apple slices are good too. Oh, I think that sounds lovely. It sounds a bit like you've, um, oh, what, what, what were they the, uh, not Johnny Boys. Uh... <laughs> New, Ze New Zealand Jolly Boys. Jolly Boys, that's right. Mm. <laughs> So oh, I love the sound of that. Mm. And then there's well, I could a, eat one now. <laughs> and there's one here called Treasured Memories for Happy Holidays, an old-fashioned Christmas cookbook. It's <laughs> vintage Wisconsin public service Christmas cookbook. I don't know why they had a public service Christmas cookbook, but they did. 
Oh. It's an interesting one because whoever's had this cookbook and is selling it has cut something out. And it's it looks like it's the the method of how to do frosted pumpkin drop cookies. They've left the recipe in, but they look like they've cut the whole piece <laughs> out that's for the method, uh, which made me smile. But there's also something here for snickerdoodles. Oh, snickerdoodles. I've heard of snickerdoodles. Have you? Yes. Yes, I'm sure Nigella Lawson's got a recipe for snickerdoodles, but I've never made them. Are they like a, a sort of chocolatey uh, cookie type thing? Or have I made that up? No, I think they are a cookie. And it says, chill the dough. So this is a variation on, I guess, was the frosted pumpkin drop cookie with the method disappeared. And then on this other page, yeah. it says variations. So it says, chill dough, shape into balls about an inch in diameter, roll in a mixture of a quarter of a cup of sugar and a teaspoon of cinnamon, place on cookie sheet, bake at 400 degrees for 10 to 12 minutes, remove to wire rack, and it yields six to seven dozen. Oh, there's no chocolate. No, I don't think there is. I don't oh. know why. Why? Unless what I'm thinking of is a chocolate snickerdoodle. Obviously, they would put chocolate in a chocolate snickerdoodle. A snickerdoodle, a type of cookie made with flour, butter or oil, sugar, salt and rolled in cinnamon sugar. Eggs may be sometimes used as an ingredient with cream of tartar and baking soda added to leaven the dough. They look quite thick, actually. They look quite sort of, sort of as if they've puffed up quite, quite mm. a lot. Ah, snickerdoodles are characterised by a cracked surface and can be either crisp or soft depending on the ingredients used. And then going from sweet to savoury, Howard, I've come across Holiday Cookbook from the Sunday News, November the 12th, 1972. But what drew me to this? Cheesy Brussels sprouts. And they've got, yeah, so they've got two packages of Brussels sprouts two tablespoons of blue cheese crumbled, a quarter of a cup butter or margarine. You cook the uh, the Brussels sprouts according to the package directives. I suppose in the old days that would be a day and a half, wouldn't it? As as given in Isabella yes, Beaton's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it says <laughs> drain thoroughly, melt the butter, blend in the cheese, and then you toss with the, um, the drained sprouts and make six servings. I've never heard of that. So Brussels sprouts in blue cheese. Oh, that sounds nice. I mean, I suppose it's not a million miles away from a cauliflower cheese, is it? That idea of putting cheese with sort of green veg like that. Yeah. Or yeah. cheesy peas. Cheesy peas. Cheesy peas? Yeah. You know, like um, uh, matta paneer or, or whatever. <laughs> if you go... <laughs> If you go to an Indian restaurant, you can get peas, spice peas, with little bits of paneer cheese in it. It's called mata paneer or mata paneer. All right. I think. Do you mm. know, I learn something every day when I speak to you, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do you like sprouts? Do you like I Brussels love sprouts, yprouts. yeah. Yeah, I do. And we've, we've established your mum does. Are you not a fan? Oh, yes. No, I love sprouts. Mm. I, I, I love sprouts, yeah. It's one of it is one of the cracker jokes, isn't it? About what is the most popular Christmas wine, and the answer is I don't like Brussels sprouts. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, we're on Christmas cracker jokes, are we now? Why are Christmas trees so bad at sewing? They're always dropping their needles. <laughs> uh, or crochet. Oh dear! I'm not asking. Oh, I've got, I've, 
I must admit, I've got the these are look at that. Oh, don't if you can see that. Right. That is a bit of crochet. Is a little bit more, but I got lost in that one. They look a little bit like those sort of things that the vet took from Harvey. The sort of <laughs> little samples that have <laughs> no apparent. Um, they're sort of unrecognisable. Yeah. Yes, I've got one. How does good King Wenceslas like his pizza? Oh, it's got to be deep, crisp and even. <laughs> deep pan, oh, crisp deep. and even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, one here says, uh, how did Mary and Joseph know that Jesus was eight pounds, two ounces when he was born? They had a way in a manger. Oh. <laughs> I like that one. That's that's nice. Yeah, yeah. What what type of insect forgets the words to Christmas songs? Don't know. A humbug. Oh, not heard that one. Hey, what did you think to the uh, the the final cut then? The edited version of um, Sleigh Ride. Do you still go to bed with it? Uh, oh or, yeah. Or just generally wash up with yeah. it going round and round in your head? Yep. I, it's, <laughs> oh gosh. It, I can't stop it going round and round in my head all the time. Have have we had any response to it? Oh, yes, yes, we have. So I have to say, and this is a, but there's a lovely lady called Joni who's been in touch. She says, um, when you sang with Howard, Katie, your voice reminded me of Angela Lansbury singing Mrs. Potts. Isn't that lovely? (laughs) What did I remind her of? (laughs) Did I? (laughs) She didn't say, but it says, please tell Howard, he has a nice voice too. There you are. Nice. Yes. Oh. But Mrs. Potts, that was um, Beauty and the Beast, wasn't it? It was, yes. Yeah. yeah. And lovely. I was, I lovely. was really flattered about that one. Uh, what else yeah. have we had? Barbara's been in touch. She says, I love the song. That's it. Happy Christmas to you. I mentioned Shell a little earlier. She said she loved it and said Sleigh Ride is a favourite of mine until I pointed out that perhaps it was a favourite of hers until our version. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, when you sent me the lyrics through, I I, I know it said Sleigh Ride at the top. I'd got jingle bells in my head. And I was trying, before I'd listened to you singing it, I'm trying to sing it to Jingle Bells and it doesn't scan very well. There's bits of it that do. And I thought, I'm going to have to listen to how this shakbaggly, shakbaggly. And, and I thought, oh, yeah, I've got the wrong tune here. That's why. <laughs> uh, Lorene said, love the Christmas carol. Uh, Mama Black Bear said, that was the happiest moment of the week. Thank you for the holiday cheer. J.R. Hiker Baker Bear said that was spectacular. I'm not quite sure in which direction that was, Uh, but thank you. Eliza said the version of Sleigh Ride was perfection, very festive, and Dara Han said delightful as always. And Jerry's been in touch as well. She said, I stood outside listening while my dog plunged its head into the snow. Um, And I thought, well, is that to stop it listening? That that was... That's yes. what I thought it was. Uh, Can we add that to our, our repertoire? You can make dogs plunge their heads into snow. Uh, so that's lovely. Thank you ever so much for getting in touch. And uh, do keep them coming, won't you, over Christmas and um, the festive period, either Instagram, Facebook, or you can email podcast at theshatbagley.co.uk. I get the feeling looking at you, Howard, you've got another Christmas joke ready. Yes, I think, I think it's... Um... Uh, sort of talking about sleigh rides and so on. Why was Rudolph disappointed with his school report? 
I don't know. Because it'd gone down in history. Oh, yes, down in history. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go down in... <laughs> Did you make that up yourself? No. Are you sure? The, I, I got this from a website, and the, the last one that I got on here... I don't get it at all. Oh, okay. I just don't get it. Yeah. What type of shoes does Santa wear when he travels on a train? What type of shoes does Santa wear when he's travelling on a train? Ah, be choo choos. Jimmy choo choos. No, no. <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> no. The answer is platforms. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what on earth has that got to do with Santa? Does, does he do a little bit of cross-dressing or something like that? I don't know. I can't get... I just... Why is it Santa wearing platforms and not just anybody? I don't I don't get that joke at all, do you? Mm. Well, there we are. Peter's trying to let somebody in. <laughs> Must be another delivery. And he thinks if he shouts, come in! Come in. They'll hear him. Then obviously they'll be able to come in. But maybe they can't. Maybe they're stuck outside again. I don't know. I was looking um, for some ideas about how to cook our salmon. So we're having salmon Ooh. on Christmas Day because my mum doesn't eat meat. So normally what I do is I get a salmon side and I put a glaze on it or something like that. Mm. It's still buzzing. He's still trying to let this person in. So, yes, salmon. I had a little look in woman wine in a saucepan because I thought, yes, it can have a bit of uh, alcohol in there. She's got a couple of recipes. Salmon with a mussoline sauce and roast salmon, which has got Madeira and masala. But you know the way that she always puts things in French afterwards. So salmon with a mussoline sauce is saumon, sauce mousseline. Roast salmon is... Sumon Roti. Well, I thought he wrote the Sultanic verses, didn't I? Sumon Roti. Very good. <laughs> oh, you've worked Could on you? that, haven't you, eh? You, <laughs> you need to lie down, um, eh? <laughs> oh, no. Moving on from salmon on to other things. This is um, Simple French Cooking for English Homes, which is the Marcel Boulestan one. And he's got Livre a la royale, uh, which you wouldn't know what that is unless you... Uh, well, I don't know what that is. Do you no. know what a livre no. a la royale means? Well, the first instruction is bone the hair. So oh. I think we've now established it's right. a hair. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Ferris stuffing and... Uh, thank, thank you, Peter. There was no real need to announce the fact that Somebody's he managed in. to let the man in and uh, yeah, bone the hair, prepare a stuffing with a pound of truffled foie gras Ooh. cut in slices. Oh, no, quarter of a pound of veal and pork, salt and pepper. Arrange the mincemeat between the slices of foie gras and remodel the hair to look oh. like what? Oh, no, that's all that's macabre, isn't it? Do you think like it that. is yeah. to make you, you've got to remodel it to, mm. so it looks hair like? Oh, okay. don't. Don't, that's, that doesn't sound oh, very no. nice. I've, oh, by the way, I've made me puddings, did you? Have you? I have. Oh, well done. You haven't, have you? Well done. <laughs> well, actually, yes. In Not not a traditional Christmas pudding, but I did a um, webinar 
the other day, free webinar for anybody who wanted to join. And we made sticky figgy puddings, oh. which are an alternate are an alternative to the kind of traditional Christmas pudding. It's slightly lighter, baking in the oven in about 20 minutes. So I did make some uh, sticky figgy puddings. Good. Well, get you. How many people joined? I think there were about 220. Jeez, that's like amazing. That, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, quite popular. But then again, people afterwards, when they post things on Instagram, they some people are, are, are like really, really proud of what they've done, mm. and uh, and so they'll put these pictures, and I will, you know, try as much as possible to kind of comment and say, "Well done, looks great, Marvy, thanks for joining us, all this business." But some people have a, a conversation with between each other about how uh, I decided to uh, to replace the figs with dates uh, made it much nicer. And you think, oh, thanks for that. Just check my recipe. <laughs> Tell me you've come up with something better. That's really nice. <laughs> it makes me feel really wanted <laughs> and valued. <laughs> uh, so what's your Christmas day look like? What does it look like? Don't usually bother with a starter but if I do I'll probably make something like some little blinnies some little pancakes and we'll have them with smoked salmon yeah. but considering the fact that we're having salmon as the main course that's a bit repetitive isn't mm. it I think I might actually turn the salmon into something else not a hair or anything like that <laughs> but I, I thought I might roll it do like a sort of fish roast uh, oh. with with some cheese and dill or something in the oh, centre. God, that tastes, sounds fancy. Uh, Are you, um, do you have mm, um, books fizzle in the morning or champagne or anything when you first get we, up? We have got some champagne. But yeah, we tend to have champagne actually with the meal mm. or a bit later on. See, I love Asti Spunkty. Absolutely adore it. Um, you but, love what? Oh, it's Asti Spumanti, but we've always called it as a family Asti Spunkty. <laughs> oh, what's that? So I do like that. So <laughs> the only thing is I, I could drink it like lemonade, but it goes straight to my eyes. So I don't have anything before we eat anything because that'll be it. But yeah, it always goes to my eyes, that one. But oh, I do love it. That's dysbunctive. Are you pouring it over your head? <laughs> <laughs> it's gone straight to my eyes. <laughs> Does it go to your eyes? Don't you go like that when you've had something to drink? Oh, I, oh yes. I, I, sometimes I just need to sniff a cork and I can be, uh, you know, sort of tipsy. <laughs> so I definitely, I think over the years, my, my alcohol tolerance has uh, increased. But I know what you mean, but I wouldn't say, I just get very, very chatty. Uh -huh. I get very talkative and, uh and want to do extracts from musical theatre and, and things like that that's what i'm like when i've had a drink but <laughs> well I'll tell you what you could start singing sleigh ride seeing it's always in your, in the head <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> when do you open your prezzies to be honest we could we could do it at any point we, mm. it can be very laid back if there's only three of us mm. yeah we still do it after dinner mm. yeah i think it's nice after dinner don't you yeah yeah my mum she said, when, when am I coming and when am I going back? Oh. So I said to her, well, you can come. Come on Thursday. I said, you've got a food shop organised for next Wednesday, food delivery coming next Wednesday. So go back on, on Tuesday. Right. 
Only I just need to count how many pairs of knickers I shall need. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Exception. And then she adds to that. Although, I don't know if our Debbie might have bought me some knickers. So she's now got to take those present knickers into the calculation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do hope Debbie's bought some, otherwise there could be trouble. The wonderful June that is Howard's mum. By the way, a message to the PR company for that there gingerbread house. Upset my friend again and you'll have me to answer to. I'm not having that. So that's it for another week. Thank you for listening. And from us both, we wish you a very happy Christmas and look forward to seeing you next time for the very last one of the year as we join you on New Year's Eve. Gosh, where's the time gone? Now, where's Debbie's number to check on the knicker situation? Oh, hi, Debbie. It's it's Katie. Yeah, yeah I'm OK. Uh, just checking. Um, Mum's knickers. Did you get them? <laughs>